now we're recording. Great. Um, so we've got Zachary here. Um, what's your last name, Zachary? My last name is Shum. Shum? All right. Yeah. You grew up in North Vancouver, yeah. correct? I grew up in central Ontario, actually, and I moved out here uh, a few years ago. Okay. Yeah. And tell us a little bit about the organization that are you the founder of this organization or I am, yeah. So I'd worked for a number of years with different businesses and sort of as a, like that perennial intern doing environmental work. Um <laughs> I'm just, you're laughing because I, I know of something you might resonate with. <laughs> I think anyone um, worked in environment, whether they came from a degree standpoint or tried to help out and stayed in the fight that yeah, yeah. we've all put the time in. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I went to school for environmental science, basically, um, and sort of environmental work really stuck with me and found a number of different jobs that that ticked a lot of boxes, but nothing that really like provided that impact that I wanted to um, and had a pretty cool opportunity to start this project, which is a Babaka, um, which was at once a project and it has pretty quickly ramped up to my full time job. Nice. And and are you sustaining it to, to be a full-time job financially, like getting contracts in and um, support? Yeah, yeah, we're definitely trying to. It's a pretty interesting business model that we have that like, in the age of COVID doesn't work too well, but, but typically it does. Um, so we'll work with um, small businesses, um, primarily social impact businesses and environmental groups, and we'll do the sorts of things that... Um, there's a very high barrier to entry for, for groups and for, for businesses, but the work is meaningful. So we will, we'll do something like help prepare a grants program, um, or a direct implementation sort of CSR type program for businesses. And then we'll do, um, creative and strategic work for environmental groups. And we'll try and make that cost as low as possible by subsidizing our rates from, from different grants and from other clients as well. So almost, um, if anything, how would you sort of call the organization? Is it almost like a little bit of environmental consulting where you're providing, you know, kind of going in and say friendly auditing a business or an org and then providing resources on how to make it better? Yeah, exactly. I think with the, I personally try and stay away from the word consulting. Um, <laughs> I feel like everyone's super people the wrong way and I don't know if we're really coming in as consultants but I think that we're coming in from an area of expertise where a lot of businesses and a lot of social enterprises that we're seeing pop up now are, are founders who really do care about something and if that's something as environmental work I think we can provide a lot of on the ground experience that will really see their impact the way they want it to be seen that's good. Um, we're going to actually kind of go into the original reason when you emailed us because you have a specific project um, outside of sort of that general business model that keeps you up and operating. Yeah. But um, yeah, for those that have tuned in, if you ever watch this after, we'll put the links up for your organization so anyone can can follow that and uh, learn how to get in touch with you if they're interested in that side. But specifically, you've got one project and it's called Treat Our Salish Sea. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about yeah. that. Sure, yeah. It's actually a joint campaign between ourselves and another organization called Georgia Strait Alliance, which has been around for a long time. Um, and they've done a lot of amazing work throughout the whole Georgia Strait. Um, and it sort of came out as a tail end of, of another project we're working on. But um, 
the purpose of Trader Silish C is to increase the treatment level standard at the Iona wastewater treatment plant just south of Vancouver. Uh, so it is Metro Vancouver's largest wastewater treatment facility. It treats 200 billion liters of water a year. Um, and it's built on this sort of archaic system called primary treatment, which allows pretty much everything besides like pretty sizable pieces of physical debris um, through through the facility and then straight out into the Salish Sea. And kind of where it is is right at the mouth of the Fraser and then the coastline. So you're impacting a lot of pretty important species in, in a, like a very diverse marine environment. Um, and our our request for updated treatment standards would mean a direct sort of reducing of microplastics and toxins like pharmaceuticals and nitrogen um, phosphorus and that sort of stuff that's flowing through the system freely right now and then so how are you intending to to filter that or do you have like a catchment plan or just sort of some sort of treatment before it goes into the outflow because i was literally just on a call with um our executive director in in uh, europe and we just opened that european office about five weeks ago um and congratulations he's uh, i mean he's locked inside but <laughs> you know um, he's actually a canadian um, i was i was really happy about that because uh when and our global side was looking for somebody in Europe. I was like, I had this Canadian guy reached out. And, uh, oh, cool. So um, he, he was talking about how Barcelona actually just empties everything straight into the Mediterranean, right? And, and for them to fix their wastewater and sewage, they've actually got to lift the whole city of Barcelona up. So it's just, it's not going to happen, <laughs> right? Right. So, so what exactly would be your plan or your project's plan working with Georgia Strait Alliance on, on how to reduce the impact of what we're currently doing? So the, the engineering ultimately isn't up to us, which is probably the short answer to your question. Um, tertiary treatment is, is standard in a lot of Europe, uh, standard in anywhere where the receiving environment is what, they, what would be considered environmentally significant. So in lots of Ontario, uh, specifically like around Toronto, all the wastewater treatment facilities are, are tertiary. Um, so it kind of depends on what the level of input they're seeing is, but there's basically a series of um, settling tanks and, and UV treatments and then different filters and microfilters um, that will go in to the existing plant yeah. right now. Have you ever um, heard about magnets? Not, I mean, I'm sure you've heard about magnets, but um, heard, <laughs> I mean, specifically when you reached out being plastic oceans, you know, our main thing would be microplastics in, in this topic about wastewater and outflows into greater bodies of water, right? Yeah. So have you ever heard of or looked into putting inline filtration in the form of a high-powered magnet to extract the microplastics out of that wastewater? Yeah, I think so. That was something that they spoke about when they redid the Lionsgate treatment plant in North Vancouver as well. And they, uh, I believe they did away with it because of the, you don't, you don't directly benefit from the resource remediation process, I think as much. I'm not, I'm actually not an expert on this, so I don't know that. But I'm just wondering what that was from my understanding is that they, without it, and with, with, UV settling tanks and taking out organic matter, um, the microplastics become really a filtering issue. And then with everything that comes out of the organic matter, which is called high biological oxygen demand, depending on what it is, you can use that to power the facility. So you're reducing the costs of, of a high level of treatment. 
Yeah, I mean, I still think, so I'm actually going to screen share now and I've got a couple of photos up of a very small version of an inline magnet that originally was used to extract oil out of um, wastewater areas and, and big oil spills and such, right? So they're actually a company out of Calgary and um, they make massive ones, right? Like the hugest magnets you could possibly imagine for cleaning oh. up. <laughs> and somehow we got in touch a couple of years ago and I'm going to screen share now and we'll just, I mean, I just find this interesting as a conversation starter, but so you can see my, I'm actually holding this. This is about a year and a half ago in the Vavau group of Tonga. And you can actually kind of see down in the bottom left-hand corner there, there's a little pump. It's just a little 12 volt pump I had put into like a cigarette lighter socket on the boat. And okay. we just uh, use that to pull the water. And this is only about a five to 10 second pull um, in clean South Pacific open ocean. And you can actually see here like a microfiber from like a thread of clothing. And then up here, some other microplastics. So this is oh, a wow. crazy like municipal water outflow. And that's a little bit more zoomed in this photo here. And, um, you know, we had zero funding for this side of the project. We were already, we were more focused working with this group, who's the Vavau Environmental Protection Association on the base education for all of their 15 communities on waste plastics. But we had volunteerism programs going on and such. And, and, we just kind of trialed it to see if it would even work. <laughs> yeah, know, we weren't able to do a proper scientific um, study or produce any material because there was zero support at that time for that project. But I was really interested in it. I know um, a kid got a lot of press over in Scotland and Ireland about using magnets and some sort of a science project for extracting microplastics. And it's, cool. at the end of the day, I mean, like you're saying these, these other treatment sides, but um, this might be something where, you know, as it's, as the water is passing through going into that treatment, you can be extracting a lot of resources and whether that's oil, because that was the original application of um, this tool. But if you're getting oil and you're getting um, microplastics that are an oil based material, then there's no reason why it couldn't get um, cleaned off of these rods and, and put into the, the repowering of the facility. But anyway, interesting. Really interesting. I like dropping it because it's like, ooh, magnets are cool. Yeah, that's wild. I've never, like, I really don't know too much about it. And I feel like it's a pretty, pretty big wormhole I'm about to enter in a little bit. <laughs> um, that's fascinating. Well, the thing is, everything with waste plastic remediation or social enterprise on valuing waste plastics, um, bioplastic and compostable ones, they're all wormholes, they're all rabbit holes. The industry is so young in trying to find a solution that I think, and that's why some people get into this topic, it becomes so big, you know? Um, yeah, but, absolutely. But I, find, I, get it, I just get excited you know well well, that's really cool that could work um you know and and i think it's great to see all these different alternatives emerging i mean we haven't hit the nail on the head with any of these things but it's it's a fun time to be alive the fact that we're actually now trying to embrace them and absolutely like how you guys are tackling it you know it's not i mean we've got bands that need to come into place we need to find alternatives for packaging it's not really the best time to be you know pursuing them on a huge scale during covid because we need single-use plastics for sanitary things and um and medical yeah. field however we don't yeah. need to be dropping these gloves and face masks on the ground and littering we know that <laughs> you know so <laughs> oh man that drives me nuts <laughs> yeah um we are on your social page now um 
and this will be, I'll share this link when we post this video if anyone wants to um, get engaged. So is there any photos here on your social page that you'd like me to highlight or tell us about what's going on with maybe specifically say the wastewater treatment and um, cleaning the Salish Sea? Yeah, the, the vast majority of all these are gonna, are gonna explain that. Um, that one in the bird there um, will have a little bit of it. The one directly below will have quite a bit of info as well. Um, we've sort of been the primary um, uh, representative, I guess, of this issue on social. Um, we actually, I was like kind of purposely trying to stay off of the platform as an organization because we do it for so many others and I feel like we're depleting from the same pool. Um, but we're kind of like, the, we're using it as an educational platform at this point to interact with the general public and talk about wastewater treatment, which I think that the ed education level is quite low right now and, and it's really hard to wrap your mind around some of these topics that are, are pretty technical. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, so far it's been pretty good. Uh, we've seen like a really great response um, and we have a lot of people interacting with it that are new to the topic overall. Um, our sort of like main call to action with it is that they sign a letter on our website um, and that will, it's a click to send tool um, and it will, uh, it will send to your, your elected official uh, and all the members of the wastewater committee. So it'll be able to, it's a direct way to preach your support for, Is that for what we're doing. Now button on. That's right. Okay. Yep. So this link will be, we'll have both your homepage and this specific page linked on the description of this for both the Spotify podcast and also the YouTube version. Um, so if anyone wants to, you know, do exactly like you were just saying, it's that take action now button on the treat our Salish sea page right <laughs> yep yeah yeah that's right and then that will scroll you right down and you just pump in your yeah. your info and so you were saying you've actually how many signatures have you got going on this uh i haven't checked this morning but we're in, we're in the thousands yeah and um which is great it's such a good response and i saw on this one photo here that you know so it's the iona wastewater treatment plant do you um have much to do with the hatchery in iona I personally do not know. So I know they, um, I mean, they're like every sort of environmental conservation organization. Um, they are involved in somewhat of a cleanup sort of thing or keeping the seas healthy for, um, for their salmon hatchery. But uh, I just asked because we had uh, a lady or a young lady, um, she's about 12, um, uh, do a TEDx talk at the same conference that I did in February 29th. And our video was just released uh, last night. Oh, very cool. Um, so <laughs> Her name's Anna Guzikowski, and um, so she did a two-way with another, I think he was 11 at the time of the talk, he just turned 12 last weekend, um, uh, Mason Vanderplug, who has Mason's Ocean. He might have, he did a commercial with London Drugs about recycling and saving the ocean. Um, yeah. So just two little junior ambassadors that are absolute dynamos. So I'll introduce you to them on the outside, but um, yeah, Aniella and her family are super active with the hatchery there in Iona, and then Mason's just extremely ex excited 12 year old that just wants <laughs> anyway. So, I love that. Yeah. I appreciate the intro. That sounds great. That's well, so cool. We're hopefully Mason's going to co-host our vlog series. We were talking about um, prior to pressing record. So if we end up, oh, that's great. Cool. I'm going to see you in the field. Mm -hmm. I'll probably have, well, since you're by Iona, it'll mm -hmm. be to them. And uh, yeah, they can actually get involved and show them what you're up to. Absolutely. Let's make it happen.
Definitely. Um, so I guess with this time, there's not much we can do. And actually, I know um, this probably has nothing to do with your project itself, but I do love this photo <laughs> and I'm happy that I found it on your page. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. It oh. gets me every time. I'd probably watch it a thousand times. I'd watch it a thousand more. <laughs> yeah. It was like living out in Tofino. I was like, I get to hang out with these guys a lot, right? Um, they, they used to freak me out until my first boat job in Canada before I moved overseas full-time was um, whale watch skippering and, and wildlife encounters, right? So I used to not like these animals as a surfer because they come up and they, they talk to you. They're like dogs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're terrifying. They'll come up and look at the size of these guys, right? When you've got oh, yeah. like that big and they come up and bark at you. And, and they're actually, they're, they're really good in the water, obviously, but they're like dolphins. They'll surf a wave with you. So it's not that tropical dolphin experience like most people think about surfers, but in Canada, we, no, it's not. We got these guys coming up and saying hi. <laughs> um, so I guess yeah, for in this time before I got sidetracked on lions because they're awesome. Um, I guess people right now, the only way to get really engaged is do the research, find out what's going on in our Salish Sea and um, how, you know, you've, you've got your page dedicated to this and people can get involved or let their, their elected leaders know that it's time to change. And there are some plans in place. There's some technologies worth trialing. Um, and would you say that there's just more, you guys are trying to get support to get some proof of concept or pilot projects in place? Are you looking to yeah. actually reinvent the whole system? No, that's exactly right. So there is, um, there's some legislation that's been in place for a little while that mandates that all these wastewater facilities have to be upgraded to a lesser degree than what we're asking for. And that, that came about years and years ago, which Georgia Strait was, was at the helm of. But since then, this has just come so far along. So we're basically trying to prove that the public wants this. And this is something the public would help pay for as well. So we with with more people supporting tertiary treatment and a direct way to reduce microplastics and toxins from a very sensitive marine environment um we're just trying to get the numbers behind it and build some support oh, you got a fishy shaking some dude's hand oh yeah there's lots of weird stuff on there if you stay tuned today there's a, a fish and maybe 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 not playing basketball <laughs> but we'll see <laughs> Um, great. Well, yeah, so follow the page. It looks like there's some good stuff coming up on here. And, and that's it. I mean, like petitions and letters to elected officers, they work. Right? I mean, that's it's traditionally the way a lot of things have, um, have worked in the past with environmental concerns. I mean, I grew up in the 80s. Uh, how old are you? I'm 26. Okay, so yeah. definitely a little bit later generation. But, um, you know, for us, it was oil. You know, like and yeah. people signing petitions and protesting oil spills, and I remember watching that as a young kid, and and I think it really resonated with me when I got into waste plastic remediation. One of the first things we were doing was actually working on implementing gasification technologies of waste plastic mm. alternative fuels. Oh wow! And that's when it clicked in my head, where it was like, well, plastic is just solid oil, so the why have we've had all this success with getting marine pollution regulations in place and, you know, oil spill kits in every single marina. And it's only a matter of time if we keep pushing to, to get the same regulations. And we've actually saw recently that Ottawa is about to declare plastics as an environmentally hazardous material. 
boom, you know, where right. I can see that same level of uh, accountability for people, whether, you know, it's a municipality with how they treat their waste, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's uh, going to be a cruise ship or a freight vessel. And the same as you have to record all your bunkering of, of oils, waste oils and, and fuel consumption, you're actually going to have to do that with waste uh, as right. well. So, I mean, we're getting there and but yeah, getting back to the point of, we all got nothing much to do right now. I'm sure some no. people are quite busy, but you know, click the link, <laughs> get on, uh, you know, take action and add your name to the list, especially if you live in this area, because the more local signatures you get, the more powerful that is, right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, we'll get you introduced to Aniela and Mason. So I'm sure that Annie sounds great. I'd love that. She's, um, I, I think they're trying to keep their distancing as a family right now, just to make sure everyone's safe. But as soon as oh, yeah, absolutely. Everybody she'll, should. Yeah. She'll be ready to hit the ground running. <laughs> um, is there anything else you wanted to let everyone know while we're recording and people might actually watch it this long? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. I like, I, I appreciate the support and I appreciate you taking the time to, to get to know a little bit more about what we're doing. And I'm excited to hear what people have to say about it. And yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm very much in the weeds about all this and I'm happy to chat with anybody about whatever technical questions they have, but I think this is really exciting and it's, it's very cool to be on the receiving end of a campaign like this and see the support and, and hopefully, hopefully we get off the ground and it's thanks to people like yourselves and, and everybody watching. Yeah. Well, we definitely look forward to when the doors open up again, uh, coming to meet in person and, you know, I'm not always a hugger, but I think everyone's going to be pretty ready. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get the kids down there and uh, hopefully we can uh, take a look at what's going on mm -hmm. and how we can make it better. But um, until then, um, it's great to see that you're keeping up the good fight and providing another channel for, for people to get involved in just one, one side of uh, waste plastic pollution or even just keeping our oceans clean in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, thank you. And likewise, appreciate it. All right, we'll stay on the line. I'm going to stop recording and uh, we'll sign it off there.